welcome back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. The 1st of April is today's date, April Fool's Day. And this afternoon, we're joined by the one and the only Andrew Dembina. Are you going to play any tricks on me today, Andrew? I'm not allowed to, being afternoon. Um, oh. I, I wish I if I was, if I, yeah, well, p- people should have taken, hopefully, took full advantage of that until Whelan's show. <laughs> but uh, but you're, you're, you should be safe from it. Exactly. Oh, I thought you'd be yeah. playing some tricks on me today. Okay, I was prepared, but not allowed. Um, not allowed. Is it a yeah. rule? So after after twelve o'clock afternoon, um, it's yeah. sort of past. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, that's right. Terrible things will happen to anybody who tries it. So um, yeah, <laughs> best best not to. Best not <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Let's not tempt yeah. fate. Right. So what have you got right. for us uh, this afternoon in today's artsing around? Okay, well, a bit of local um, stuff happening, first of all, arty things happening uh, in Hong Kong. There's a kinetic art exhibition at the Fringe Club, which sounds excellent from what I've read about it, um, which is uh, on until Saturday the 17th of April, a good couple of weeks or more. Um, and it's a show of pieces that move. That's what kinetic artwork means for the listener not, uh, you know, not, not aware of that. Uh, they're created by someone who has already had a solo set of kinetic art or kinetic sculpture before, Joseph Chan. And as ever, Noreen, uh, I'll explain this to the listener as well. You know it already because you'll have received them. I've sent you some labelless pictures. To, um, uh, and, and the one that uh, applies to Joseph Chan is the first one. And it's a picture of an open-winged bird made all out of metal, which looks pretty cool to me. Um, it looks a bit like a... Uh, it looks like the, the body of it looks a bit like a blender that you've used, the old-fashioned whisk-style blender for making cakes a little bit. Not sure what it, where he's got all his components from, but he's been making machines from robots to kinetic art um, and also for special effects to be used in, uh, on stage and in films for many years. So it sounds fascinating. I'm going to try and get along to this. It does. Is it um, the first picture that... Sorry, because I'm using my phone for this interview, so I had to quickly get it for, to, to oh, log into the WhatsApp, yeah. so forgive my slowness. But I'm, I'm in okay. it now. Um, is it the bird one that you sent? Describe it to yeah, me. Yeah. yeah it, is it, it a bird? It's a, kind of like a it, metal bird. It is. It's a, it's a soaring, open-winged bird. And he's made a lot of birds, apparently, for this show, which is called Horizon. And it's, um, it, there's, a, there's a viewing platform where you can see not a flock of birds, but you can see a number of them who are um, in action, doing, uh, coasting around in, in the air. Uh, or you have to use your imagination to, to believe that they are, and the special effects and sound that he's using as a backdrop as well. Might be an interesting one. I, I know I say this quite a lot, but could be an interesting one for the kids because I know you've got a couple of little ones. And it's, uh, I remember when I first ever saw kinetic sculpture in London. My mum was always taking me to art exhibitions. My dad wasn't interested in art at all. And uh, I kind of got my own interest from my mum. And I remember seeing kinetic sculpture for the first time, which were rigged up to little motors with different things moving. And I'm not sure how um, Joseph Chan uh, has things moving in his one yet, because I've not seen it. But I think um, it it is quite mesmerising for kids who are used to movements through toys and animation and films as well as things around them but to see something in a gallery environment they get a different perspective from whatever the message is that the artist is intending for the adult so that sounds like an interesting one it's there's going to be a uh, a, a webinar bilingual one on saturday the 10th of april um so in uh, two saturdays time at 4 p.m 
uh, where you can find out more about what the artist had in mind um, or, or, of course, just go along to uh, the gallery at the Fringe Club. He will be there, apparently, over the Easter weekend, except for Easter Monday, um, explaining and watching people's reactions. And for more information, you can go to his website, which is www.jcart, or one word, .hk, or go to the, go to the Fringe Club, fringeclub.hk, to find out more. Yeah. Okay, so that sounds interesting. Also locally, there's an annual arts festival which was really pared down much more than many arts festivals this year. The Jockey Club is part of the title, Jockey Club New Arts Power Festival, which presents its final programme of the uh, 2001 festival, which was shorter than in most years for obvious reasons, with a multimedia presentation in an open-air space that starts next Wednesday. And it sounds like another piece of quite cool contemporary art. It's going to be on the open waterfront space around the North Point Ferry Pier, pier area. And it's got um, a handful of artists in collaboration, five local artists, all of them. I know a couple of their names through seeing their works before, with good reputations and CVs including Annie Wan, who does ceramics, King, Kingsley Ng, who does media installations. He did a brilliant one a couple of years ago where he hired a tram, a whole tram car, which went backwards and forwards during the Art Basel time. And it was you, you went into it from where you would normally go through the turnstile at the back of a tram to get onto it. And you went through all of these weird sound and light installations. It was really great. And um, there's also... Stephanie Chung, who's, uh, who's involved with it, and a bunch of others. Performance specialist, sound artist. So it's a cross-disciplinary sort of art team who are making something that you look at from the North Point East Pier towards the North Point um, Vehicle Ferry Pier, and you see a sequence of things. Again, it's kinetic, a bit like the last artist. They are controlling or on a timer is a controlled sequence of sound and light and a poem written about the, uh, the pier area um, with, uh, with sound and light going on for, for a whole effect that is meant to be very calming. There's a whole load of specially made, the ceramic artist that I mentioned before, Annie Wan, she's made a, uh, a, a very, very long domino effect series of wind chimes out of ceramics, which are pulled by strings kinetically to kind of uh, run into one another, making these kind of very relaxed wave of sounds. But it's the tinkling of ceramic against one another rather than the more common, perhaps, um, sort of, uh, bell-like sounds or very um, light bell sounds of metal wind chimes. So that all sounds really interesting. Sounds a bit zen. And it's mm -hmm. meant to be providing a bit of tranquil, serene atmos around... Um, um, you know, around the Ferry Pier area, away from the urban bustle of uh, of the north side of Hong Kong Island. So, if you want to find out more about that, um, you can go to all one word New Arts with an S Power HK to to find out more. But it's pretty much just heading down to the North Point Ferry Pier after work. It's going to look very good in the evening time. I so, really love it. I used to go fishing there when I was little. Did you? Yeah. Who with? With my dad. Uh, we used to live in ah. North Point when, when, when I was growing up, so we used to just head down there and just go fishing, but not with proper fishing rods, you know, with those sort of... Um, the lines. The lines, um, and it, yeah. uh, like, uh, around those plastic kind of figure of eight things. 
What are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how would you describe yeah. them? Well, well, yeah. I mean, it's they're, they're handheld. It's basically a handle um, that you coil. You you coil the cord around it. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 when I when I grew up in the UK, we used to buy those to go crabbing by the seaside um, mm. when I, when we went for sort of uh, weekend breaks. But I've seen the ones that you're talking about in Hong Kong. Not for some not for some years though. But it's um it's it's uh, did what did you catch? Did you catch anything? Maybe some small fish. I'm still kind of. I'm still trying to think. There must be a proper name for those things. Those that the, the fishing line handles. Well, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not sure what the handle itself be called, but it's just basically a rolled up fishing line, isn't it? That's right. I mean, yes. that's, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, see more arty things. Take your, um, you know, take your hand fishing line down there as well. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> two birds with one stone. Um, so moving, that's two interesting things which are both of a kinetic and multimedia type thing going on then at the uh, Fringe Club and at North Point Ferry Pier. Going abroad now for our next report, something of a more sombre nature, in Germany, the, country, uh, the country's German Nazi looted art panel. There is an art panel called the Nazi looted art panel. Recently recommended the return of painter Franz Marx Foxes, that's what it's called, fox, foxes, um, to the heirs of um, the person who lost that piece of art during the Second World War. The decision on whether to return the painting, which uh, is currently hanging in Dusseldorf's uh, Kunpalast uh, Museum, will be made by the City Assembly in, um, in April this month. So I've sent you a picture of that. It's a beautiful painting. It's an early Cubist painting from 1913. And Cubist is, um, of course, the most well-known Cubist painter is one of your favourites, Pablo Picasso, Noreen. But, um, but it, around the same time, early 20th, 20th century, uh, Franz Marc um, was, was, was painting these very angular, line-driven paintings. And this one of a pair of foxes is really, really beautiful. Um, so last week, the German advisory panel have uh, have been going through what is um, the case for returning a painting that is now worth 15 to 30 million euros in our money. Wow. That's uh, between that's between 137 mil Hong Kong dollars and double that amount. A lot of money, um, and, and the decision will be made this month. Uh, the top official from uh, uh, Dusseldorf's um, hearing said that it will be uh, um, looking into the way that the painting has been traveling around the world. It went. It ended up in New York, where it was sold in 1940, after the owner lost it in 1938. And then it was um, it was then acquired by a German owner who brought it back to the Dusseldorf Museum in 1961. It's a really beautiful painting. It so is. that's going to be very that stunning. Was, it's kind of like yeah, a reflect- really. is it like a reflection of the fox or are there two foxes i don't know i suppose it's that, so think, abstract that we uh, don't know yeah that's a good yeah there's 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 a there's a fox looking down on what to me looks like or i thought it was almost taking care of another fox which could be its oh. partner it could be a younger fox but it could also be as you say perhaps a kind of quite strange angled reflection. It could be. With Cubist paintings, you never really know, Noreen. So, uh, <laughs> you're, no, mark, no, no, you're no. marking me, so for our listeners who don't know, know that I, I really no, don't no, understand no. so much about Pablo Picasso's art, and Andrew's right. just marking me here. 
No, no, no. But really, it could be it could be anything. And with abstract paintings, I think it's meant to provoke thought and to make people contemplate it in an interesting way. And it's a very nice painting to just look at for colours and the animal features that you recognise without fully understanding it. Yes, Quite nice sometimes right. to look at a painting and not get the whole point of it. That's fine. It's, um, so, um, and the last thing that I wanted to mention, because it's just before Easter, is that um, there's an Easter egg art tie-in here. Um, have you ever seen, either in real life or um, or in or in pictures from reports, Fabergé eggs? Have you ever? Do you know what those are? No, the, I've not uh, heard of them before. Okay, Fabergé is the name of uh, an artist, or he used to be a jeweller. Um, it's a French, it's a French name, but his workshop was in Russia, and they are treasured um, sculptural eggs. But they're not real. They don't use any elements of a real egg. They're in the form of something that is the size of what an ostrich egg scale would be, oh. up to around 20 centimeters tall. Some of them are even bigger than that. But they're made out of metal enamel that have amazing designs on them. And there was an announcement just a couple of days ago that uh, an exhibition that was meant to be held at Easter at the Victoria and Albert Museum in the UK has been delayed because of uh, COVID, of course. So it's going to be held later in the year. But it was bringing oh, treasures. I have yeah. seen them before. Yes, those sort of really um, luxurious Very metal. Very Yes, yeah. a lot of jewels on yeah. those metal eggs, usually for decorations yeah. or you know, maybe a small yeah. jewellery box or something. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're, they're quite sculptural. I sent you a picture of one. I don't know if you've managed yes. to access it. Yeah, it's called the Moscow Kremlin Egg. And for the listener, it is... That's an um, egg? You, That's an egg, yeah. Semi? Oh, my goodness. I thought it was just a, yeah. uh, a model of, 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 a, of a castle or something. Well, they are quite... Um, Elaborate. Big in, in, yeah, big, in, big on the fancy side, aren't they? So the, uh, uh, it, it, this tradition was begun by Tsar Alexander III. He began a tradition that happened among Russian leaders or emperors to give to their partner, their, their wife, and Easter, at Easter time, just before Easter, a jeweled egg. He started by giving one to his wife that was a lot simpler than the one that is an ornate, elaborate sculpture of an a scale model architectural rendering of, a, of one of the onion-domed churches in the Kremlin area um, that I sent to Noreen. But he, he started with one, the first ever one was a much simpler rendition of an egg but as i say it was made from metal which was smoothly enameled and then um it was called hen egg pretty simple when it was opened it revealed a kind of pretend yolk whose yellow shape was made in really um modeled gold to be as smooth as possible in the shape of a yolk and it was made out of pure gold as a as a center so the uh, the outer egg which had a a white enamel surface supposed to look like a shell opened on hinges gold hinges made by this master craft um jewel makers workshop fabergé being the top jewelry designer and it opens to, to reveal uh, a yoke of pure gold and that was the most simple form that from there every year he challenged his goldsmith to make it more and more elaborate and then after him the emperors of Russia, the Tsars, then went on to continue this tradition. So there are there are many many of these around, 
Um, the next, the next, the royal heir from the original Tsar Alexander III, his uh, his heir Nicholas II, also gave not only to his wife, the Empress of, of his time, Alexandra, but also to his mother. So it became something that was presented to the matriarchs of Russian um, society, mm-hmm. or at least the, those that ruled the place, um, and became really, really ornate and collectible. I've seen an exhibition of them before when I when I grew up and found them as a young child, not 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 as interesting as some other more dynamic artworks like kinetic sculpture and the like but um but they are they do have as an adult i I really can appreciate the intricate shapes that were done and these were prompted by um by the fact that it was easter coming and something in the shape of an egg very nice thank you yeah Sure, sure. Yeah, had 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 um, you know had the, the pandemic cleared up, that would be on display now. But instead, anyone who happens to be in London in November, the Fabergé exhibition, which is called Romance to Revolution, will be starting at the V&A, the Victorian Albert Museum, from the twentieth of November. Hmm. Well, one for the diary. Exactly. <laughs> and everything is virtual <laughs> yeah. these days. You never know; they might put up a, a link. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be great. I hope they do to actually go around the, the collection of eggs. And also the Queen of England, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, has donated, well, lent for the sake of the exhibition, two pieces of amazing Fabergé work. One of them is called Basket of Flowers Egg, which was made in 1901. And the other one is a rare figurine, like a very decorative sculpture made by the same workshop, which has a lot of sapphires and gold. So they mostly made these eggs, or that's what they're named most known for. But uh, but she's got a kind of sculptural figurine of a, of a of a man, which is also bejeweled. Should be interesting. How lovely! Maybe they should do an, a, an Easter uh, a virtual Easter egg hunt. Collect all the Fabergé eggs in the exhibition as part of a game. Anyway, maybe that's too too new age. Um, but I don't know. It'd be, that would be fun. Exactly. Speaking of yeah. eggs, Andrew, do you remember on Tuesday uh, when you joined us for our Tuesday chat? You ended up talking about Easter eggs, and then you know, at the end, I was like, "We don't find any alcohol Easter eggs." Well, oh, yeah. uh, Rachel got in touch. Uh, Rachel, uh, who lived in Hong Kong before, is now she's in Singapore. She said she found some. Uh, she was an MS uh, MNS uh, in, in Singapore, and she saw a gin and ton egg. So it's alcohol wow. eggs. Yep gin and tonic isn't that nice thanks, <laughs> thanks for th- th- yeah thanks for writing in uh, rachel and for sharing that noreen yeah that's interesting i'm um, i wonder if uh, if they're in mns singapore then uh, might be worth a little pop in here in hong kong you never know exactly but sadly the one in, in the admiralty mtr is closed as you probably heard me lamenting yeah. about that uh, in, in on my show but never mind well Andrew yeah. have you got any special plans any anything artsy to do this weekend for you personally I really would like to see that kinetic exhibition that I mentioned because when I was um, reading about it and seeing some of the works I think that would be a fun one to see so I hope to be doing that over the weekend Excellent. one day well Andrew yeah. as always thank you so much for, for joining us today and I look forward to chatting with you again next week uh, it'll be on the Thursday we, we catch up again and have a lovely Easter I hope you have a lovely Easter have a good one too Noreen speak to you soon have a great Easter bye